Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and my people do not call me general or king. They call me Chunk, the feather serpent god. Killing me will risk eternal war. Where is that quote? I changed it to first person. It's Mbaku says that. He's talking about no more. Oh, uh, and I'm Carter, and you have two choices. You can hunk to Wakanda conscious or unconscious. Oh, ooh. Hey, why would uh, why would you tell me that I could hunk to Wakanda? Because apparently, 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 I'm the only of the three of us that has not had stomach issues. That's true. Recently, yeah, and that's that. That bug been yeah. going around, man. Everybody that I know is coming down with that, that 24, 36 hour situation. Yeah, You just got that iron tummy, that good immune system. I got that good I, immune system. I was I, taken down by it. I'll say that. Shout out, uh, shout out One Chip Challenge. It went in you think there, that's what did it? You have the power, everything. the power of a fully grown man plus the power of one spicy chip. I was born again. Wow. Yeah. There, everything wow. in there is brand new. Wow! Because the one chip challenge took <laughs> took the away. varnish off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all cast iron fired now. It's fresh. Yes. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> yeah. So feeling feeling okay. Congrats. You know, so like that'll so get like, you hunked them. While I was in bed, I mean the episode was late because I was in bed last week. So what kind of stuff were you doing on Sunday? Because I was laying in bed trying not to die. What was I doing on Sunday? Was it the church house? I was at church. Brag. Did a bit of dashing. Brag. Went out and delivered some pizza. Mm. Brag. You can get caught in this uh, pizza hut vortex in dashing, and it's usually pretty lucrative. But it's so interesting that nobody ever goes to pick up pizza, ever. Yeah. A, Doge does, because he's, do. he's a peepaw. I do. Well, he is cheaper. a peepaw. It's, it's it is, money. <laughs> well, so he's a cheapaw. It, it is cheaper. So I don't understand why he wouldn't try <laughs> But yeah, my Sunday was not filled with regret. Well, not regret. I, I guess you didn't do that to yourself, but no tummy aches. Yeah. Now, I did have a hard time pooping, which hardly ever happens for me. Mm. Let's talk about I, that. Let's talk about that some more. You it delivering? was pointed out that I don't eat, I wasn't eating enough fruits. And oh. so I do have those dried mango. You ever get the dried mango pack? Not a mango guy. Nah. Wow. Nah, I also don't I like know. Mangoes. The first time someone's hunked him has ever been stripped. <laughs> on this episode. Wow. It's just terrible. It's just truly terrible. I am I am jealous of people that love mangoes because it's in everything right now. In everything. I pretty oh. much only love like a mango salsa, like a mango pico, but like buying a mango and eating that mango is among the worst things I could imagine doing. I That's I really wild. don't enjoy mango. People yeah. love mango. I know it. Not know me, it. not this people. People love Grey's Anatomy, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> There's a correlation here. <laughs> if there was ever any doubt that we record these back to back. I've always said that mango is the Grey's Anatomy of fruit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't die. Too much sex. Yeah. <laughs> Long shelf life. Not an accurate representation of a hospital, much like mangoes. Yep. <laughs> much like mangoes. One of my favorite things to point out about Grey's Anatomy is that... Uh, an eight-season sitcom is considered the most accurate portrayal of a hospital experience and not a 19-season high drama, mm -hmm. you know? right? So, mm -hmm. wild. Is that New Girl? <laughs> What's the sitcom? 
Scorbs. Scorbs. We're uh let's talk. Let's talk about a movie. This isn't this isn't part of a series. It's a standalone. It's a beautiful standalone. It 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 walked in on its own two feet and said, I'm just gonna go right here. And that's what we've allowed it to do. Today we are talking about um the new entry into the MCU, the end of phase four. Yep. Four. The end of phase four of the MCU. And uh this movie is, of course, known as Black, Black Panther, Panther Wakanda, Wakanda Forever. With all the talks of pooping, I thought we were going to mention the colon. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I did. Right back. <clears throat> well, it sounds like all three of us have bad colons this week, so. That's true. That's true. Maybe we should just skip it. Yeah. Maybe we should skip it. Doge, I'm going to need a synopsis so we can jump in and talk about this bad, bad boy. This week's IMDb synopsis is anonymous, which means, of course, that it sprung fully formed from the head of Zeus, as did Athena in the Tales of Old, ready to dispense wisdom upon the people of this podcast. The people of Wakanda fight to protect their home from intervening world powers as they mourn the death of King T'Challa. I mean, that yeah, that's pretty pretty much it. Succinct. On the nose, there's <coughs> Zeus. Get in, Zeus. get out. My guy. Nobody gets hurt. That's what I always... Say where to begin. I'll begin at the beginning, if that's okay. Cool. So did that's the movie a great place to start? I um I've had a, a rough go with Marvel recently. I would say the last year since No Way Home. I think I've been disappointed in most of the things that Marvel has put out. Not everything, but most mm. everything that Marvel's put out. Actually, when was Hawkeye? Christmas. Around the same yep. time as No Everything Way Home. Everything since No Way Home, I've been disappointed in, I think. Shang-Chi came before No Way Home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so strange. This year's Marvel has been, uh, like, the movies have been Doctor Strange and Thor. Yep. Mm. Uh, and then the TV shows have been Everything. some others. Miss Marvel, She-Hulk. Yeah, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk. Oh, I liked Miss Marvel. I, I take that back. I liked Miss Marvel. You liked Moon Knight? I like Moon Knight less on no, reflection. No, you liked it. That's and what I, you and told I like me. It, and I like it less wow. on reflection. I'm no, not can't a fan. Do that, no. If there's anything we teach people, you can't change your, no. you can't change your mind. You Here's like what I've it. realized I'm not a fan of uh, <clears throat> with anything, is if you're going to make something that's completely standalone, but pretend it's part of a thing that's bigger so that more people watch it. Not a fan. Yeah. Don't like that. Yeah. Make it its own thing. That being said, <clears throat> I went into this very, very nervous. I wasn't looking forward to going to the theaters for this movie. The trailer was awesome, but all of the trailers have been awesome. <clears throat> so... I was concerned. And I think it was about at the dead silent Marvel intro that yeah. was all Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And Dude, hearing my mostly full theater, you could hear a pen drop. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is different. Yeah. 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 I, <laughs> so I was like already preparing myself. <laughs> our, uh, yeah, I've just, our community in general, there's been, uh, friends of ours adjacent to, uh, and very close to like grief recently, like a lot of grief. And we'll talk about this obviously on this episode of this podcast. But anyways, the Chadwick Boseman thing got me anyways, that we had the tasteful, like completely silent Marvel yeah. intro that's all Chadwick. And I was just like, would we please her? I just needed a big number to yeah. start or I needed a big action piece after that so yeah. that I could just go... <gasps> <laughs> just like have it just a moment catch your to breath because yeah. it's like everyone else is holding it in or they're not yeah. emotional for some crazy reason which they were emotional but yeah 
Yeah, it definitely felt like it was going to be different. Yeah, I, I think A, like all credit in the world goes to Ryan Coogler, who just yeah. like seemingly can't really miss. Also, two, what a what a tough, what a tough job yes. in this sense. Coogler would would say that this was the hardest thing that he ever did was to make a movie. I'm sure. O- on multiple facets, right? Like that, that would be hard to do this sans Bozeman. But yeah, this it was so important that this movie be good. Yes. Yeah. For like a number of reasons. For me personally, but also just for this movie in and of itself, for the MCU. Yeah. Like, I think it was really important that this movie be solid. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's one thing to be your first installment post someone who was supposed to be a, a figure for a long time yeah. in a franchise. Not to mention like the the current franchise. Yeah. Which is just frankly super oversaturated right now. And so it's also like, how do you do this without how do you stand out not without, being tasteful? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. <coughs> um do you guys think it hit that tasteful mark? I mean, because there's a lot of like uh there's a lot of like parallels, I guess, to the real world, like in in the fiction of the story, T'Challa was like suffering sick in secret. Yeah. Uh and so I, I don't know. know. I just that. wow. Yeah, that's what they talked about. It was like he was sick and didn't tell anybody until Well, I knew that. In the I knew they talked about that in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was actually canon. Like to, to Are you saying like the in the, that's a comic book thing? No, 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 no. no. I'm oh, saying oh, that's, oh. that's that's what Chadwick like, did. Like yes. details of T'Challa's uh death are, are taken from Chadwick's life. Do you guys feel that it hit that tasteful mark? Because I do. I think it would have been I really do. easy for I that to be like incredibly no. crass. If they had made it something grabby. that had to do with the MCU ver- universe, like if they had said like too much exposure to vibranium, Doctor or like Doom something blew stupid yeah. like that. Yeah. That's so See, that's I, so not good. I think of the of the heroic qualities that Chadwick as a person just exhibited the way that he handled his illness and his exit from Marvel and his family and just everything is one of the most heroic qualities about him. Yeah. And so the fact that they let the fact that they let T'Challa share in Chadwick's story in that way and let T'Challa like I don't know, there's something beautiful about the fact that Chadwick inspired the passing of T'Challa because the way Chadwick handled it was so incredible. Yeah, that they said, yeah. let's just make Ch- T'Challa do that to honor Chadwick. I don't know. Yeah. I, one of the most impressive things about this movie to me is that it hit what I would say is a nearly impossible bullseye, which is yes. respectful, um, melancholy, and mm-hmm. fun and impressive yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. And never once did the fun feel like it was spitting in the face of the respect, and never once did it feel like the respect was weighing down the fun. This was mm-hmm. a... This is an impossible needle to thread, and it was threaded with excellence thanks to Ryan yeah. Coogler. I mean, I get yep. 100% of the credit thanks, for yeah. that to Ryan Coogler. 100% to him, and we've got to say, you know, by proxy, <clears throat> this movie needed to be acted really well. Oh my goodness, yeah. yes. And this might be the best acting we've ever seen in an MCU project. Yeah. Dude, almost my super pump was Angela Bassett. <laughs> Angela, Angela Bassett, Bassett was She came in and she just, in my mind, I was like, and again, I can't help the the Oscar side of me because sure. I do. I'm fascinated <laughs> with uh, award shows and stuff. I was just like, I mean, uh, could is it going to yeah, be nominated maybe? for some stuff? Yeah, dude. When she's in there telling everybody everything she's lost, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! Now I feel like really good actors can always pull from somewhere to give you the oomph of yeah. like a scenario. Sure. Yeah. 
But it was, I mean, it was obvious. I, I think a lot of people were playing with the energy of the very real world, mm-hmm. yeah. like loss. They missed of, their like, friend. The hero. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there is, so I found myself heading into this movie. I, I, I'm not super familiar with Letitia Wright's work outside of the MCU. I really only know her from the MCU. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't really know much about her other work. So I haven't seen a ton from her that made me feel like she could competently like carry the mantle of Black Panther. And I don't remember if it was confirmed that she would put on the suit or if everybody was just assuming she would put on the suit. I had confirmed it because I had a cousin who's credited in this movie. Oh, that's crazy. Who told me a year ago. Do you remember me telling you that? Yeah, Uh I do remember that. Yeah. Um, But I was nervous that she couldn't carry, but man, she really, really brought it to this movie in a way that we've never seen her do. What a unique experience because it almost feels like we're talking about the plot line. I know. Yeah, too. Yeah. I know. Because she, because she very clearly doesn't want to, is like, that's not, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I literally can't do this. I could not believe, I, I don't want to super pump just yet, yes. <clears throat> but it's hard not to talk about grief. Um, I think, you know, you, via the surrogate of losing a beloved star, right? Here comes, just a theme in general that is tough to portray mm-hmm. because in itself is, is somewhat subjective. There's different ways that we feel it. When it's but abstract, our, right? Like, Yeah, our approach to grief ultimately is the super pump for me because there were mm-hmm. moments for me, the last time I felt this way about like social psychology was inside out. I was like, man, yeah. we could really blow it here because we've created something that's pretty and beloved and you're about to give us a big lesson. And I think some people are going to really take this to heart. You need to make sure, oh, great. You can feel two things at once. Yeah, um, It's like we came into grief and we're like, so if I was to give the espresso drip of my super pump, it is that when we go to the ancestral plane, Killmonger is in the throne. Mm-hmm. And the conversation that we have on anger... And just being like, right, but don't you? Well, yeah, I do. And then later mom says, show them who you are. That was, yeah. Yeah. I was sitting there and yeah. the whole time, the fact, thank God, if, if Coogler had not been the credit in my mind for the creator of this film, I, was, I, was, I would have been way more worried. Yeah. Because yeah. we were getting into, ooh, I don't want to be so punny, deep waters. We were getting into nice. an area that was like, yo, we could really pitch a bad story here. Like there were yeah. different ways that we could have gone. Boy, we do have to. And you already said, Ty, you know, thread the needle there, Jordan. It was like, there's some loose ends here that we got to get, we got to get 90% of these tied before the end of this movie because this could be wrong. Yeah. Like this yeah. could yeah. be really wrong. Well, I, I found myself, not to jump around too much, but it's our podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. During the final fight when Shuri and Namor were um, on the little like, Namor Island deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, during that fight, especially when she Wakanda forever and blew him up, um, I found myself being like, no. Yeah, that can't be no. it. No. Yeah. <laughs> we cannot go from T'Challa, vengeance has consumed them. I will not let it consume me. We can't go from that to yeah. vengeance murder. Yeah. And then Shuri quotes T'Challa. Yeah. She quotes him and spares Namor. Oh, it, I mean, I knew it was going to happen. Like it was predictable in a sense, but but I don't know, dude. They gave enough to say I know. And yes, I it was equally. They these two things lived in uh pretty perfect tension, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but which is, I don't know, a bit of a manifestation of the tension of grief like that. I'll tell you what. Like you, are, you are always so close to doing something with a lasting effect that you would regret someday. I love a human victory <laughs> alongside a superhero victory, I think. And yeah. seeing, seeing the battle end with peace, even if it's shaky peace, because sure. Shuri chose to not only honor T'Challa, but also I think honor herself by not giving in to that sort of like base desire for vengeance. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what the MCU has been missing to me, I think, upon, yeah. upon a yeah. little further reflection, is like where, where are our characters making the true— That's why No Way Home is the only good movie that Marvel's put out <laughs> since Endgame. I'm not going to say that. That's not fair. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, because Peter had to make a selfless choice. Yeah. There's something about when our heroes— do something bigger than the final punch. Mm-hmm. They do something bigger for the people around them. They do something bigger for themselves that is yeah. so poignant. And I think is the lesson, quote unquote, the moral of the story that needs to be given more frequently. Yeah. I There's think so you much could to make an about. argument that the the script for both for Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and for Thor, Love and Thunder tried to have that moment. Sure. Yeah. Where... That's fair. So do you think it's just a, a weakness in the script in those movies? Yeah, that, that I think it's it less land? successfully handled. I think when, yeah, uh, yeah I, no, that's a good question. Because I think when a when a, a life lesson is ham-fisted, people see through it and it's like, okay, you just wanted to make sure we landed somewhere. But this movie, every ounce of this was leading yeah. to that confrontation right yeah. there. Yeah. I think it has so much to do with relatability. And when I try and think of the story in the cast of Love and Thunder and the story in the cast of Multiverse of Madness, there is no face that comes to mind of any kind of empathy, of mm-hmm. any kind of like, yeah. oh, that was me. I've shared that before. Yeah. You know? Sure. Um, but boy, this is full of it. Wakanda yeah. Forever is just like, oh, man, that's, that's the power of it too. Is like, because in our minds, Shuri, to an extent, has many reasons to just go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And kill him. Like, it legitimized to be like, you know what? F him, dude. Like, can, can I super pump? Yeah. Yeah. My super pump is Namor. Dude, yes. <sighs> yeah. Dude, he's so sick. Unbelievably cool. Every, honestly, uh, I'm sorry, what's the, is it Talak, Talakan? Yeah. Everything about them was almost my super pump, but it has to boil down to Namor. He is, that actor is so Cool. Tinoch Huerta. He's Good fantastic. Grief. I thought he brought such gravitas to Nemor. I also thought he brought a lot of humanity to him. When uh, mm-hmm. Nakia killed the two guards that were keeping watch of Shuri and Riri down in um, their like jail underneath yeah. the ocean. Mm-hmm. And Nemor came in and like was sad before he was angry. He then yeah. got angry. <clears throat> but first he was just sad for his people. And it's like, that's why they follow him. That's why they love him. That's yeah, why yeah. they'll do anything he says. And that's why he's dangerous because he's not a bad person. He cares. And that's when he's so nuanced. And I mean, the scene with him and Angela Bassett on the beach, when he just is casually leaning over and letting the queen of Wakanda know that if she steps to him, he will kill her. It's not, yeah. I'm going to come after you. I'm not sending and an assassin. He kept the receipts. Yeah. Though. He did. Dude, yeah. and it's not, I'm going to send somebody. He said, I will kill you. It's so scary. It was so quiet. It was so understated. But his yeah. his costume, his headdress, his feet wings, his, yeah. dude, 
watching him fly through the air, he was somehow both a cooler flying hero and a cooler swimming hero than we've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah. He was just yeah. so sick. And I wanted more Namor There's, the entire time. There is something admirable about the, the villain who talks a big game and then he's the first. No, let me, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like he's the yeah, first to go out dude. there. Yeah. I'm always down for that, bro. Which is, like, again, you can see why they follow him. It's so well written. You can understand. Of course, I'd follow well, Namor and, into battle. Yeah. Lo and behold, the the weight that it holds in a narrative in the MCU to have a villain you're actually terrified of. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he, the power and and just the anger that he holds and just he's got kind of this omnipotence. That he can just go in and just destroy. It's like, man, we're in trouble. Yeah. I start looking at our new crew of Avengers and like, I don't know. Thor could put up. A, it's just like, I yeah. I finally, like, oh, someone exists that's going to be a problem. I yeah. want a world where Namor is or maybe uh, a solution. homies with. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's Namor's whole that, thing. Right. He's, he's an like, anti-hero, right? He, well, Shout out. he's Taylor Swift, Midnight. <laughs> he's, I wouldn't even say he's an anti-hero. He is just 100%. In the comics, it's called Atlantis, uh, but we said we're not going to do that because Aquaman has come out recently. Which honestly uh, is fair because I think the the Mayan. Hey, that's my super pump, movie. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, the, sure. the total rewrite of Atlantis to Tolokan, the like. Dude, uh, it's more than it, tasteful. It's having it be a, a Mesoamerican civilization. So Having him like pull, because in the comics, we just named him Namor the Submariner in like the 40s. And we're like, that's yeah, right. a cool sounding group of letters. And having like a story His reason why he's, he's pulled the name Namor from being called a Nino Sin Amor. Like, dude, that freaking is unbelievable. So like, good, dude. Having him be this called is the like, feathered serpent god because dude. of his feathered wings on his feet. Like, it's just a wholesale invention for this movie. And it is unbelievable. Unbelievable how well that works and how much yeah. I wish that was now the definitive version of Namor. Yes, I bet you is, it is. This is when so cool. This is when you're playing D and D and it's a homebrew right. session, mm-hmm. and you're yep. like, what? what? <laughs> I bet yes. you anything that this is the hey, they're starting to draw Tony Stark to look like Robert Downey Jr. of Namor's comic appearances. I, bet I hope so. Anything. The Mesoamerican yeah. stuff is so cool. The yeah, just the, the rewrite to be like. And it's it gives like a fun historical adjacent like explanation as to why an entire civilization could disappear. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, because Ryan their Coogler, God allowed it. Ryan Coogler has this gift, I think, for um, respecting fictional tradition as well as real life tradition. Like a lot of what we see in Wakanda in the MCU is sort of an amalgamation of different things or just sort of created whole cloth, but it never feels... Um, it never feels like disrespectful or left field or exaggerated. Yes. It, the it, more, like the proximity of this storyline to us having just reviewed Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, sure. And like how uh, Guillermo tends to like take like historical context and mixed it with fantasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a smart move. Mm-hmm. If, you ha- if you didn't know anything about Namor <laughs> and you come and watch this movie, you're like, oh, I bet that's canon. Like it, yeah. it feels like that's what should have been there all along. Yeah. And can I say too, in terms of like the design of their home and everything, I liked how it kind of leaned a little bit more realistic. Like mm-hmm. it's dark down here. Dude, but yeah. when that sun came out though. But when the sun came out, that was dope. That so it was, was just, it also sick. felt measured against, I know y'all haven't seen Aquaman. 
But Aquaman is like somehow like we have electricity underwater. (laughs) So, but it was really cool how, yeah, we were able to just pull all this together. And by the way, terrifying, terrifying capabilities for this whole crew. Oh, yeah. The singing, the siren-like singing. That was amazing. Our intro, like I am, I, one of my favorite candies is an introduction to a foe. Like I love just getting glimpses just yeah. little heads popping out of the ocean for that. That, that was ship. deeply unsettling to me. All the little yeah. heads popping it out of the water. It needed to be. Yeah. yeah. I would be terrified. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought that. So um, the very first time we get a water grenade uh, up on the bridge, mm-hmm. I said out loud, whoa. Yeah. That effect is incredibly cool. The yeah. fight between Okoye and one of the like warriors from. Telecon mm-hmm. was sick. Man, Kugler knows how to shoot action, particularly one-on-one fights. Yeah. Um, the I think sound. about the end of Black this, Panther. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the sound. Yes, 100%. Dude. The, this, like, this like deep reverberating ocean-like echo mm-hmm. of even when we're swinging our massive weapons mm-hmm. yeah. and when they're talking is really cool. Really, really cool. I agree. I oh agree. my gosh. I, I was talking, we had seen this movie with several friends and I think one of the first comments that I had made when the credits rolled, I was like, man, how, what a multifaceted exploration of grief. Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned if we didn't launch an Atlantean warrior off of Shamu's tail too. Also, yeah, this movie that's had, so cool. This movie had <laughs> a lot going for it. Also, I, it's just little things like with like the the hand thing that they do that's that looks mm-hmm. like the megalodon teeth where uh Namor's throne is. I thought is. they were just Dragon mm-hmm. Ball fans. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's based on like descriptions of a uh like not descriptions, representations in like ancient Mesoamerican art of people. That's like a real hand gesture that people depicted cool. in the art from the and it's just like so much of it is uh like the design of Talokan is also based on the water god, uh you said Tialok? Tlaloc? Anyway. But it's just like the ability, and I think it does have to come down to the script, like we talked about, of like sure. threading the needle where this is like equal parts, like tribute film to Chadwick Boseman, equal parts a film about dealing with grief mm-hmm. and a wholesale <laughs> invention of a brand new civilization that totally like completely works and is more than just works. It is like incredibly creative. Like yeah. it's, I think what James Cameron thought he did with Avatar in terms of creating the yeah. the- Kingdom of Telecon, like it's yeah, unbelievable. Introducing Telecon could have been, could have been, and again, I guess we shouldn't. Well, it's kind of good to see that because we have seen people blow scenarios like this. But introducing that new civilization, which has a real world demographic, that's also like how Wakanda did, you know, back in February mm-hmm. several years ago, of being like, oh, here's here's a character in the MCU that looks like me. Here's a whole slew of characters that look like me. Yeah. That that needed to not just be on the back of an homage to someone we lost. Right. Mm -hmm. That also had to be respected enough that it doesn't feel like this was just a side quest. Oh, by the way, we're also going to introduce- Exactly. That's what I was most worried about, culture into the MCU. Yeah. I was too terrified. If you're going to make an MCU movie that doesn't- Let me finish the sentence because- I want to asterisk it at the very end, but if it doesn't tie in huge into the overarching MCU, this is how you have to do it. It has to be an incredibly personal story with incredibly personal stakes. And I would say that 
the benefit of this movie is it does tie into the larger MCU in a big way because it's who's taking the mantle of the Black Panther. And Namor is a big enough threat that I feel that he could continue beyond this movie to be a pretty major player in the MCU. So oh, yeah. th- this movie does both so well in a way that I really, really was impressed by. Um, Carter just ran away from his computer, I assume, to go stop a water bomb at his front door. Yeah. Um, and so uh, now that he's back, I guess it's time. Probably. Yeah. For shout outs. It's the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. Shout out to Thanksgiving. Shout out. It's coming yeah. up. Well, uh, do you guys have favorite dishes? Green bean casserole. Ooh, that's also Callie's green bean favorite. casserole. No way. Yeah. Love Mine is sweet potato casserole, specifically with the crumblins on top, not with the marshmallows. Always got to have some good crumblins. Not with the marshmallows. Yeah. Marshmallows is a seven, crumblins is a 10. Yeah. I yeah. love. A good crumbling, especially when it's that yeah. salty sweet up top. Nom, yeah. nom, 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 nom. My father-in-law makes a green bean casserole that is phenomenal. That for years, since he became this like black hole, my younger brother-in-law would just have half of it. Like it was like <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, massive amount. Half of it goes to Nolan. And I, the only child in me and the person who seeks justice mm, yeah. in me. That's tough. Was angry. So ever since, dude. Ever since Nolan knows it now too, my hiding spots change. I I go and I I I uh, I get my my own little section, my own little pints or two, and and hide them from him. Amazing, because that's my green bean casserole. Amazing. And wait till he goes to bed. Idiot. My brother-in-law eat doesn't eat vegetables, <clears throat> so I'm fine. So you're safe for the green bean casserole. I'm what? safe. <laughs> I'm safe. Is he a- is he a panther? What? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's a. He's a. Yeah. Car- no. He, he's, he's a carnivore. He loves that turkey. Actually, I think he's a ham boy. Mm. Now that I think about it, mm. he's a hamivore. Don't let him hear you say that. I love. I love ham too. Anyway, that's not what any of this is about. The no, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving, right around the corner. Cannot wait. Absolutely adore Thanksgiving. Very excited for it. But I'm also excited for what's going to be on the menu. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. I'm excited for the menu. Oh yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a movie starring Ray Fiennes. Yes, chef. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just the bear, but with cannibals. It's like pretty a combo sure it's of cannibals. all my favorite things. I'm pretty sure cannibals. it's not people. I'm pretty sure it's not people. Oh. Strapple. Like horror. Strapple right horror. now. Who thinks they're cooking people on this Jordan island? Jordan thinks they're cooking people. Jordan thinks cooking people. Carter thinks cooking people. I think it's not people. That's it? You just choose not people? I think they're not cooking they're people. Creative. I think they're pe- okay. I think they're like having to pay for like their crimes. The, gotcha. This food's terrible. Don't jaywalk anymore. <laughs> no, I tricked you into coming here because you're rich and powerful, but actually you've done terrible things and so I'm going to kill you. I'm down with either of those if I'm being honest. <clears throat> It combines thriller. It combines reality food competitions. <laughs> it combines Anya Taylor-Joy. I've heard the yeah, third act, they have to cook the same recipe as Bobby Flay and see if theirs is better than his. So. Nancy Fuller's going to be there and tell him there's not enough alcohol <laughs> in the baked good. We, Alton Brown is just narrating the entire movie. Now, if Alton Brown um, is in it, count me all the way Chelsea in. loves Alton yeah, Brown. So does Jordan. I like him. I don't love him. Dude, Good Eats as a kid was like yeah. straight into my veins. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> Speaking of straight into our veins, we've had a lot of violence uh, on our podcast this year. 
Uh, we've true. done an action series where we went around the world and found international action stars. Mm. We loved that. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then obviously we got into horror. Tends to be some violence there. Uh, and we said, let's just keep it going. Let's take it, let's take it to Christmas. Let's roll it all the way, Let's baby. get into the holidays. Yeah. And so our holiday time this year with you will be Action Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think we kick it off with... Um, Jingle All The Way, is that correct? Ooh. I think so. Maybe. We got a little Jingle All The Way. We got some Die Hard 2. We got some Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I've never seen. Uh, and then there's a David Harbour flick coming out uh, called Violent Night, which there was a trailer for this was. before Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Uh, John, Johnny Legs is in it. I'm really, I'm honestly very hey, excited. Johnny Legs is movie. in the menu too, I think, right? He is, is he dude. Really? It's the, it's Extra the winter legs. of legs. We're getting a set. The winter of legs. The winter of legs. Uh, you know, it is winter, officially. Mm, it is. And the thing that will keep us bundled up nice and warm, safe by our hearth, mm. is if you would rate and review our podcast. Uh, this is the smallest kindness you could do for us, but it has a big impact. You can rate and review our podcast on iTunes, on the Apple Podcast Store. And you can also just drop a, a star-based rating over on Spotify. Obviously, we think it's five stars. If we thought it was four, we'd stop. We only ever aim for five stars, but uh, we want you to vote, uh, to, to rate us, not vote. <laughs> We're not up for anything. Rate us uh, the appropriate number of stars, but again, it should be five. It, I think that rating and reviewing us is akin to returning your shopping cart in the parking lot. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get in legal trouble if you don't, but you're the worst. Right. You are the worst, especially at Costco, bro. Those are like mini cars. Exactly. Put those things away. You know what the worst They're is? They're huge. When somebody leaves their cart all oh, in, in a parking the, spot. The, the parking spot. spot. Yeah, bro. Get out of yep. here, dude. It's just like, do you these think- These are the simplest ways to take care of your community. Okay, so let's, let's imagine this. That. Yep. Namor has left a, a shopping cart in a parking spot. Fist fighting to the death. And you're Shuri. You're a Black Panther. You don't spare him. Uh, no. You kill him. No, at yeah. that point, vengeance does consume me. Yes. Yeah, Good. I don't get to really show him who I am at that, in that sense. And in case you got lost in the metaphor there, we're talking about reviewing us. Yeah, do that. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to talk for a second. We, we got into it right before shot announcements off recording. So we want to talk about it real quick. Quantum Mania, the trailer. Uh, if you hadn't yeah. seen it before Black Panther, you would see it now because it was before Black Panther. What? The, what? It was the worst sentence. Yeah, that was pretty bad, but it's okay. I knew what you meant. It took a while, but I get I it. I give it a zero. Um, I think what we were talking about is the promise that the Quantum Mania trailer is making. Um, you know, I think... I just gotta get I gotta get out here and say this. Elton John song, yes, but I will say all their suits in this big CG environment, it just looks like a remaster of Spy Kids 3D to me. Ooh. Oh, that's funny. I'll take that. That's funny. I'll take that. I I agree with that a little bit. That's a big part of Black Panther. It all for the most part looked really there. And what do you mean? I feel like Marvel has suffered a lot, particularly the last two movie outings with a little CG bit was of that quite Star Wars prequel yeah. effect. And the, Black like, Panther did not fall to that. Oh, really? You you thought the CG looked good? In Black Panther? Yeah. I thought that for the most part, the places we were looked better yes. than our last two Marvel outings. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like our and locations. Big green screen, yeah. Yeah. Yes, um, I agree. It, there was some pretty questionable sometimes. CG in here for me. I think, again... Black Panther movies, the final fight, the CG was rough again here. I think Shuri versus Namor on the like little desert island thing was kind of rough at a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, and then got better by the end. It's just, I really think Shuri in the suit almost never looked like a real person there. It looked like an Unreal Engine So that, that's actually my super dump is oh, okay. that the distant shots of Shuri in the suit were very, very clearly renderings and not an actor doing anything. Um, The movements were video game. They weren't natural. Um, And that's my super dump because I I really, I don't want that to be the future of Black Panther is that all the physicality is done by a computer. And so it it does worry me a little bit um, just because particularly, there was something she was climbing. Maybe it was the boat. Yeah. Near the end, but there was something she was climbing that was like, oh, that's a PS5 cutscene. That's not yeah. real life. There mm-hmm. was a scene in uh, Talokan when uh, Namor was talking. He was like on his throne. Mm-hmm. I guess he was like summoning them to war. It looked like Tina Cuerta was completely CG in that scene. I don't know oh, why they would have done that. Maybe they didn't build the headdress or maybe he couldn't wear it like underwater or something. Yeah. I don't know, but it was like- that. He looked completely CG in that scene, and it looked like a, like you said, it looked like a video game cutscene. Like he's about to give me my next mission or something. I I think I'm realizing, me to CGI, is like Doge to dance. Hmm. And if you've listened to our podcast, Doge just sees dancing, and he's like, "That's pretty good that's dancing." <laughs> and there's a lot of people that could be like, "That's a bad dancer. They're not dancing well." For me, I. I think I caught glimpses of some of this, but I'm I'm pretty easy. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I think it didn't. Now, overall, they, they the effects were very good, though. Yeah, I, I do mm-hmm. think that it was, especially with the underwater stuff. All the the whales the looked fish. real. The big yeah. fish looked good. The little <laughs> fish looked good. Like 
the water effects. It was just a glimpse of the, the whale stuff on that bridge. Yeah. And just launching people up on the bridge. I was like, oh, what? There, um, there was a scene in uh, like the, the throne room where um, Namor is talking to Shuri when she's in the suit. And uh, they used the same tech that they used in, I think, Civil War when uh, Iron Man takes his helmet off after uh, War Machine falls from the sky where they sort of like superimposed RDJ's face onto that and yeah. it looked a little wiggly. But it didn't look wiggly this time. It looked really good. And they used it to let Namor talk underwater without a bunch of air bubbles coming out from in front of his face. Because everybody mm. else underwater... Um, we didn't see a lot of talking, but they didn't have bubbles either. But Shuri had that mask on and all that stuff. But they used this CG to let Namor talk to Shuri without air escaping. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying other than- Are you sure that's what they did? I'm pretty, I thought they would have filmed that in a tank. I'm pretty sure that would be like wire work with like blue gels on the lights and stuff. I don't think they would actually have been underwater, right? Um, I don't know. It looked like he was underwater for real. Maybe not. The effect on yeah. his face looked like he was underwater for real. Because I know like that's how they filmed Aquaman. Like they were never in water in Aquaman. Like they, all their hair is CG in Aquaman. They just wear like nets. And so they like animate it floating behind them, but they well, shot everything like above, like on a studio basically, just on wires. If that's the case, then I want to give credit to that technique because yeah. it was very convincing. And I, I genuinely thought a couple of those scenes, they had him floating for real. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there'll be a like making of thing on Disney plus in the next month or so. Yeah. It would be very It's always a good thing when you're not sure how they did it. Yeah. You know, it's, true. it's like leaving a leaving a magic show, and you're like, I, I've got no idea. He's magic. Speaking real. I definitely of, know it wasn't real. Speaking <laughs> of not sure but, how they did it, can I super dump something? I'm not sure why they did it, and I know why they did it, but I'm not sure why they did it here. Sure, I, it might be similar to mine. Then. My super dump is everything involving Bilbo and Elaine. I think that they could have oh. been completely <laughs> cut from this movie, and we would lose nothing and gain 30 minutes of our lives back. Uh, I sure. really think. Everett Ross oh, and man. and Val are in here to set up the Thunderbolts movie, and that is the only reason. Hundred percent. Which reminds me, this movie, I think overall the script is wonderful, and I think you can tell this the it's a quilt, <laughs> and you could tell the patches that are Coogler and the patches that are like Marvel. We it's hey a great point. Ryan, we really need you to do this, and I think yeah. all of the stuff with Everett and Val is Marvel saying, we really need you to do this. It feels like Age of Ultron, where it was like, let's pause our story for a second so Thor can go have this vision, yeah. so we can have Shotoni a vision of the Avengers, so we can tease upcoming projects. Let's just take you know, 20 minutes in the middle of our movie to play some kind of trailers for stuff we might do sure. later on down the line. Uh, and yeah. I think I would have been fine with that if this was like, the last movie before Infinity War. And it was just like, let's take just a second to be like, remember this is coming. Yeah. But so far, all of Marvel's interconnected building stuff has not really shown any connected. kind of narrative momentum. And so really like, I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus and I think she's a great addition to the MCU. I'm excited sure. to see what she does, but like Big time. the yeah. second she was on screen, I was like, oh no, okay, here we go again. And I know my one yeah. of my big complaints with Marvel over the last year has been that it's not interconnected, mm -hmm. that it doesn't seem to tie into stuff. And like seeing her come from Falcon and the Winter Soldier and then to Black Widow and then here again, yes, that's interconnected. But I think what I'm realizing is that interconnectedness without a clear goal or reason for being interconnected or a clear goal or reason beyond, well, she's in a movie coming out next year or the year after called Thunderbolts uh, is, is 
not worth it. I, I just, well, I really wish we hadn't had that stuff We're beyond in this movie. the days I, of Nick Fury showing up and being like, I'm building a team and getting excited about what's to come. We've already seen all that. I don't need yeah. eight movies of Julia Louis-Dreyfus showing up and being like, I'm going to do something in about four years, so buckle up. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. If I may counter-argue just a smidge, Martin Freeman, I typically always like in almost everything. I Absolutely. Think he's very charming. Yes. His interaction with the Wakandans is always delicious to me. His it's relationship good. with Shuri and Okoye is very funny. And um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed that part, but I, I think, agree yeah, about I, him and uh, <clears throat> Elaine for sure. Yeah. My uh, super dump is similar to this, but I'll say too, I think Everett's inclusion is some nice, makes a little bit more sense, connective tissue to see like we, it was interesting to have America's opinion or like America's stakes yeah. in what's happening in Wakanda, which was always a big deal, Wakanda versus the world sure. in Black Panther. And so to kind of keep that and then keep someone that we've seen before who is owed an incredible debt to Shuri, who, you know, is going to be the new Black Panther and stuff. I did appreciate that, but Val, I think, yeah, even just having a glimpse of her, I would have enjoyed more than so much Agreed. of her. Yeah. To an extent to where it was like, Ultimately, what agency does she have? She felt like she was magooing her way into being right. a traitor in S.H.I.E.L.D. It was like, I, try not to be so obvious. Sure. Like, I think people could guess she's up to no good. It's the purple streak. Without even seeing the purple streak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, again, though, I do love that she's here. I'm ready to use her correctly. Yeah. Like, I'm ready to actually give her a character. I think Is it's because she Iron feels Heart a bit a like a. No. Okay. No, Ironheart, uh, she's a young Avenger. I gotcha. Here's the thing. Like, that's I, my super dump. That she's in this. Unfortunately, yes. I think I would because agree. Like, if I could expand, my, I forgot she was in this until literally right now. I, I would also yeah. agree, Carter. I'd lump that in. Just anything Marvel yeah. did in this that was not about Wakanda forever felt incredibly ham-fisted. I like the relationship that Riri has to be able to compare to Shuri, right? They're kind of dealing with the same thing. We even had a scene to where it was like, right, people just assume on multiple levels, in a fictional culture and in a real world culture, you are incapable mm. based on how you look. Wow, what a surprise. You're 19. Wow, you're even surprising me. Like, I do like that. I like that we are getting to know her well. She didn't feel like such a um, America Chavez in Multiverse of Madness right. that was just there yeah. and she made star portals. Yeah. So I, it does feel like our approach to Riri was more thoughtful. And I understand that narratively, we were the scientists. That is the catalytic moment yeah. of Namor introducing himself yeah. to the world. But it was, it was just her progression. It was like, hey, we're going to introduce you, but man, we got to go ahead and do so much of it now. And I think there was too much of, uh, again, there's a lot of rules we don't follow in the MCU, right? It's like, I, I don't know how fast we can create things. And it's just known Shuri is like the smartest in the MCU universe. So I wouldn't be surprised that she has a Wakandan lab that can just go just ahead make and make an Iron Man suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was just, it was, it felt too, too much. I think her plot line could have been more thoughtful. Uh, and it felt like it just progressed really, really fast. I was enjoying the first act of the first that we saw of Riri of just being like, I don't, wait, I, I recognize you because this is a world that recognizes the heroes and stuff. So she would have known who Shuri was, probably even idolized her to an extent. But then we get into like her reactions were fun with like, I'm not going to go to Wakanda. This doesn't make sense. I did like how people were very clearly had some like kind of common sense. Sure. It wasn't yeah. like, 
hey, there's an acknowledgement that this is all pretty wild. Yeah. But ultimately, I did super dump because she shouldn't have been forgettable to me. If we're going to have her in this with all the care that we have for all of our other new characters, it's unfortunate that we neglected, to my, my opinion, someone who felt like was supposed to be really important. So I, I agree. She feels a bit like, uh, I mean, she's got a Disney Plus show coming out. And that, yeah. that feels like a, a bit of a mandate of like, hey, that's not going to be an origin story. So we got to introduce her. We'll do it in Wakanda forever. Ryan, you got to figure out how to get her into your script. Because the scientist could have been anybody. There's no reason that had to be Riri. And she doesn't really like thematically, not 100% like a match for this movie uh, in terms of like her personal story, at least as it's told here so, in the frame of the film. I disagree uh, at least a little bit. I I wouldn't say that I like loved the character of Riri. And I haven't heard either of you say this, so I, I'm not putting words in your mouth. I really liked Dominique Thorne. I thought she was great. Yeah, she, she did great. and fun. Yeah. Uh, makes me excited for... I'm glad she's in the MCU. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I thought she was really excellent. I'm not always glad that our new introductions in the MCU. Um, I have no stakes for America Chavez right now. <laughs> I don't even know if she'll come back. I really don't. Um, that would be so silly. I hated the Ironheart suit. I thought it looked goofy and cheap. Boy, uh, let me just say Ironheart and then also the Midnight Angel suit. The Midnight Angel suit is the one of the ugliest things I've ever seen I on liked, screen. I liked the one with the the squinted eyes versus the big open ones that Okoye had. That other suit yeah. was pretty cool looking, I thought. But yeah. I agree. It was a little goofy. However, Okoye got done dirty with, by that ugly suit. She really did. She really did. <laughs> um, so with Riri, I, I'm going to disagree on her thematically fitting. I think for the amount that she's in it, which is probably a little too much, I think we could have done with a little less Riri just because there's more space for the rest of this movie. But I think thematically she does really fit what Shuri's going through. They have that conversation in the dorm room where Riri mentions like, oh, to be black and gifted, right? Like, I think I think it's interesting to have Shuri come across another young black woman who is gifted in the realm of science and to be able to bring her in I and agree. work together. I think thematically- yeah. That works a lot. And but I think that doesn't track with Shuri. Like Shuri, that's a, a quality of Shuri, but that's not Shuri's arc I, in this movie. I, Shuri's I, arc is never like, let me learn to accept my gift and it's okay to be gifted. Like Shuri's arc yeah. is like, what do I do with the weight of expectation and how do I handle the fact that my gift wasn't enough? And I, I don't feel like Riri tracks with that at all. No, I agree with that. But I think there is something to Shuri's push to accept the mantle of Black Panther and to wear it well has to do with like representing Wakanda well and doing the right thing. And I think that having Riri around, like, I don't know. I think it all plays into her decision to spare Namor. I think that, the, I don't know. The, I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't have strong opinions about Riri. Like, I think she was fine. I, I, I liked her. Um, I, I do agree that there was too much and I do agree that the Ironheart suit looked terrible, but I, I think that she was um, fun. Her interactions with Shuri were really fun. I know you guys didn't say they weren't. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I just didn't take I'm issue. Like, all of, I believe like a lot of these things are true. And I think if, if I could better vocalize what the issue is, it's like, man, it's unfortunate that it is at, at, at the highest third on the great lessons learned story connective type things about this movie. It's, there's just so much that is handled in the family dynamic of losing T'Challa in that country's dynamic. Here's another country that has also, there was just so many big things that something that felt like 
was good. I think it's because I got a taste of it and was like, why is this a secret menu item? Yeah. Like why are, why is this for me so, so off, just barely out of frame? I was like, let's go, let's just bring it in. I felt like there was something missing that could have had that even be more influential. Yeah. That it's not the thing that I like, oh, oh, that's right. By the way, 50 minutes into our podcast, not a big re Oh, yeah. Like the first time we've said her yeah. name. You know, yeah. it's like, I mean, I get that for sure. Um, but again, it's tough. She's up against yeah. some really monumental yeah. storylines. And speaking of these monumental storylines, can we, um, we don't have a ton of time left. Can we rapid fire these other three main cast members real quick? Put Lupita in everything. Yeah. Put her in everything, everything from now on. What a great man. She is doing it Are right. Are you kidding yeah. me? She's amazing. What a great, she's never bad. What a great mom. I want her to be my kid's teacher. Um, the character and just her. Because there is the thing where it's like, oh, that's right. The acting was already amazing to that point. And then I was like, oh, heads up, Lupita. Yeah. Is, yeah. I forget. She's, she's, a regular she's cast She's unbelievable. Member. That woman has never lacked chemistry with anybody on screen before. Yeah. And she has never failed to bring gravitas or levity to any situation that required it. She's excellent for yeah. the smaller role that she's in in this movie. I would say that she should have a bigger role, but honestly, any amount of Lupita is just enough for me. Any amount. Yeah. yeah. Um, Winston Duke, obviously, obviously Amazing. put him in everything. Wish we'd had more of Winston Duke. I agree. Same. I wanted more Mbaku. I wanted more yeah. of Winston in general. I just love him. And then my, my my last major point here, I adore Okoye. Yeah. I think that her character is fantastic. But could you guys smell the solo project coming? Could you smell it? <laughs> there was a, yeah, like, right. there was a Dormilla show. show rumored for a while. Can you I don't know if it's yeah. actually happening. Dude, I just feel I like think, there's going to be like an Okoye earns her stripes again kind of a thing. I mean, it's, it's going to be what? a Midnight Angel. Project. Oh, oh, yeah. Bummer. With the ugliest suit in the world. And I get, like, they're going for that, like, kind of, like, traditional, like, mask thing look. And it just, man, it's just an ugly suit. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the, like, cyan color of it that didn't really It's the color and it's the weird cowl that looks like a cobra neck mixed with a predator. Like, it's weird. Marvel, listen, if you're, if anybody from Marvel listens to our, our beautiful little show, if anybody does, I know you don't, but if there's connections... I know who's in the suit. You don't have to take the mask off every 30 seconds. Yeah, that was kind of annoying. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Oh, that was funny. God. <laughs> Everybody funny. with a mask in the MCU is constantly like, punch, punch, zoop, funny quip. Mask back on. Punch, punch, fly. Zoop, funny quip. Zoop, mask back on. Punch, punch, yeah. punch, fly. Yeah. Oh, just leave it on. I will say, I think yeah. the script for this one was lighter on the funny quips than I was afraid 100%. it would be. Hundred, hundred uh, needed to be. It I'm needed to be, and I, I thought it was very tasteful. And in yeah. in uh, relation to that, because of that, as a result of that, when it was funny, I laughed. It was actually funny instead yeah. of being exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> I laughed. Thank you, Ryan Coogler. Speaking of thank you, Ryan yeah. Coogler, we got um, very powerful scene at the at the end before the first credits of Shuri burning. I believe that's what she wore to her mom's funeral. Yeah burning that which was set up earlier in the movie and Shuri's just tearful lip quiver right yeah. before we cut to credits was so good yeah so good but then we come back and I like to think that this I don't know in the comics does T'Challa have a son I don't know I hope that this was invented for this because this feels like a very thoughtful Ryan Coogler move 
to give us, and not that I, I don't even need it to ever become important. I don't need young T'Challa to live any life other than a normal young boy. But so I'm, I'm not saying that I hope he comes back and in 10 years we have a young T'Challa series. That's not what I want. Yeah. But Ryan Coogler giving us just this little, hey, T'Challa lives on. Yeah. It's, I got, I just got chills right so now. So he, he said that was a very Chadwick thing hmm. that he, Chadwick would not have wanted T'Challa as a figure to die sure. with him. Yeah. Like this was something I think that he would I think Chadwick's brother Derek said that. Derek Bozeman. Has oh, I'm so that. sorry. Derek. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, 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 sorry. Derek Bozeman. I just, I thought that this is the kind of, this is the exact kind of thing that could be completely mishandled and make me roll my eyes at the end of a movie looking at you, Love and Thunder. Um, <laughs> here, I found it really poignant and really sweet. And that kid is adorable. That's yeah, a really cute kid. They did kid. find the cutest child yeah. on earth. Yeah, they found a real cute kid. Um, can y'all help me with something? Yes. Mm-hmm. I I did not have complete care, uh, uh, clarity. Are we to understand that in Shuri's stead, Mbaku will actually be running I Wakanda? So. Like, yeah, because okay. the, the ruler of Wakanda and the title of Black Panther are separate. Do not right, yeah, they don't do have, not have to be, to be, the be same one person. The same. It was the same for T'Challa and Three for generations. his dad, T'Chaka, and his grandfather, exactly. And Killmonger. Yeah, yeah I mean, for a long time. I think that... It's great that it works out like this. I think Umbaku as the king of Wakanda is awesome. He has proven character-wise to be really loyal and ultimately very kind, if a little goofy. Um, And I think Shuri has never shown me any characterization that she wants to lead in any real capacity. So I'm glad that they didn't have her do a heel turn at the end and decide to become queen. Right. Um, Yeah, I dig it. it, it. It's time to rate the movie. Unless we have any, this is the time for final pins. If you have a pin to stick, now's the time nah. to do it. It's time to rate the movie using the scientific cinema scale, which is perfect. And as follows, the best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it. And then stream it. After that is forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'm going to go first. I've been the, the negative Marvel boy for about a year now. So I'm going to go first. I am high buying Wakanda Forever. I think that this movie is one that I will absolutely watch again. I was blown away. I think it was potentially assisted by low expectations, but I don't know that it would have made a difference because I think Coogler just has the touch. Um, I was thrilled leaving this theater that I had been proven wrong and that I had enjoyed pretty much all two hours and 40 minutes of this film. This is a high buy for me. We're both clearly I know, thinking about I'm it. trying to think. I have, I don't think I have. Oh, it feels risky. I don't think I have any reason not to personally just get a touch over the high buy and enter the by the poster territory. Nice. So I'm going to do that. I think it is, uh, a lesson on what to get back to mm-hmm. in the MCU. And then also still doing a bit of trailblazing. I think sure. we did get, you know, something that needed to happen after the snap in our storyline was, let's look at grief, yo. By the way, a lot of people disappeared for five years. Yeah, How, how does that make mm-hmm. us feel? We saw a lot of that in No Way Home. Just dealing with, wrestling with, what a strange phenomenon that would be. Um, and then I, from what I maybe had read that Black Panther, the sequel was going to be 
T'Challa's own grief with having given so much responsibility to protect his home and then be gone for five mm, years. Yeah. Like actually dealing with the snap. And so that we found a way to respectfully and creatively still do that and likely in a more powerful way. I'm just looking at the cast and Shuri, Nakia, Okoye, Mbaku, Ramonda, and Namor all give us different looks at and thoughtful. We had six to what I can see uh, experiences of how to deal with grief. Yeah. Yeah. And then to at the end say, you know what? Nothing wrong with feeling it all at the same time. It really kind of has to deal with what's, what's, <laughs> when, when a big decision comes, like, what do you do with your grief? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It just had some pretty big life lessons that I think are going to resonate for a while with me. And it was done with the MCU. And that's, that's the wonderful thing. That's when we first got Iron Man. We were like, wow, human stories. Yep. So we're making, and the fact that we literally took a God figure and made him empathetic was one of the biggest things that the whole movie did. So yeah, I buy the poster. I think that this was pretty brilliant story um, and thoughtful. Yeah. I think Coogler should stick with the Black Panther franchise, but man, maybe he needs to get in the room Yeah, for the, for the rest of what we're doing. I right? hope the lesson they take from this, I hope, is that public discourse around this movie is overwhelmingly positive where I don't think it has been based on other things I've seen um, That's for the I'm last year. And that, yeah, maybe they invite Kugler into the room and, and let him take some reins. Yeah. I mean, he's about to have two installments. I would be surprised if this didn't make a billion dollars. But he's about to have two Marvel installments that are going to be billion-dollar movie yeah. makers. Like, we're, all signs are pointing to, if he's got the time, please. Ask his opinion on everything about. Do you guys think this will get the same kind of Oscar noms that the first Black Panther did? I think there's a chance I, it gets one or two. I don't see a Best Picture nomination in the future for this movie. It's tough with the ten now. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, probably not. But uh, it's certainly gonna. Pro- I mean, I don't see how it doesn't win some of these like costume, sure, and costume design, but set design and because it's another another like jewel in Kugler's crown. I guess is that none of the other. MCU movies are are really Oscar-y besides his too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm going to buy it as well. I think it's a absolutely phenomenal achievement and incredibly impossible needle to thread. Uh, yeah. And somehow the script- The fact that this is good is crazy. The script mostly threads that needle. I think there are a couple of notable question marks for me. Like sure. we talked about uh, Val and Everett and I think Riri could have been- a little bit more thoroughly integrated into the plot. I think it is mm-hmm. strange that in Tolokan we never ever mention like, hey, 50%, half of my people disappeared because of something that happened on the surface world. I'm done dealing with you. Like that's to me an easy thing to to draw in there. Uh, there. There are some strange things and some things that are clearly Marvel mandates, but overall, I think this was a phenomenal achievement. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's it's more than just I liked it. I think it was just like... <laughs> I would give you a gold medal. I would give you a very high grade because this is just a phenomenal yeah. achievement. I'm going to have, you know, the week prior. So I'm, I'm a big sports ball fan. Mm-hmm. And like when your team wins, man, I'm going to soak up all the media content. Yeah. I'm walking around with my head held high, a little extra, extra wide grin. I don't know that I've felt like, and it is because of, of the, what we might define as failures prior but there is a there's a there's a chest out that's a little bit different for me for an MCU 
post-watching experience with Wakanda Forever. There is like hope mm. involved there, right? Yeah. There was never a like, when we finally started to having, I think the Avengers, when we put them all together on the screen, that felt like an accomplishment. Yeah. That was like, oh my God, I can't believe yeah, we did right. that. But I don't know if I've felt that in the MCU in a, in, in a long time. Yeah, I haven't felt that. In terms the, like, of just being like, okay, cool. So like we, this is great. Like we're telling good stories. Yeah. Here. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I am too. Does this, does this make it even worse though if we just head yep. right back? Yep. Because here, here's what I'm nervous about. Projects that are already done or close to being done have not had time to learn from Black Panther 2's success. So there's every chance in the world that we have 18 months to two more years of movies that are still trying to do the Love and Thunder multiverse of madness thing before we get to movies that go, oh, this worked, let's try that. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I hope that what this marks is a heel turning quality from the top down at Marvel and not a one-off that will inspire future projects. I think it might mark a heel turn because we talked about it briefly. This is the end of phase four. And so they've talked about like phase four. The and least I, consequential phase of any right, Marvel I, phase. I really think it's a damage control for them to say this, but phase four has apparently been about dealing with the aftermath of the snap. Phase four has to quote, Kevin been focused on dealing with grief, which I think is fine and you can kind of see that, but I, I think it's a pretty tenuous connection at best. Mm -hmm. But it does seem like moving into phase five with Ant-Man and the Wasp that there's a bit more of a through line that we're committed to following. I mean, introducing Kang right away feels like learning from the, the kind of misfires of like not really doing anything interconnected except for having Julia Louis-Dreyfus show up every few movies. Right. So I don't know. I, I think I am optimistic that it could be a heel turn rather than a source of inspiration in two years. Man, I would love that. I really would. Well, make sure you tune in next week when we talk about the menu, uh, which I think will be moderately less uplifting, I would assume. Uh, I think that's part, not part of the MCU too, also. Yeah, I did. I heard like, that. I don't think it's we'll going to be sort of a standalone type thing, but not in a, uh, we'll not in a Moon Knight way. There's always a chance that something could be put. You never really know, I guess, do you? Julia could be there. I mean, with multiverse, isn't it all? Isn't everything? Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. a great point. And it's why the multiverse yeah. is so exhausting as a concept. Mm -hmm. So tune in next week as we talk about the menu for Thanksgiving. Get you, get you nice and hungry. Get you nice and hungered up. It'll be a good time. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and uh, what our fish-based entrance to battle would be. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it had to be. Love it that. had to be, right? Uh, for two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan. And it goes a little something like this. There is a glimmer under the surface. It's moving fast. It's moving quick, but it's large. It's rather large. And uh, maybe even moving too fast for something that large. And as it breaches the surface, what you'll notice as it slows down into slow motion with the water glistening in the sunlight is that it is a whale shark swimming at full speed, terminal velocity. And as it reaches the crest of its ascension into the air, it opens its mouth in like a pencil dive yeah. through the air. P pukes you up. Just straight out of the tube, baby. I just, <laughs> boom, like a potato cannon. And I just fly to the battlefield, do a superhero landing, of course, three points of contact on the ground, foot, knee, oh, fist. Gotta have three. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. And then I slide and skin all of the skin off of my knuckles. And yeah, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> I'm He's bones. a raw boy. It's just bones. Uh, 
I'm Doge, and as we all know, aerial combos are where it's at. That's true. If you want to be, a, if you want to be a good fighter, and I say this every time I watch wrestling or boxing, why are you attacking him on the ground? You Take have to, to attack him in the air. Aerial combos do double damage. So I am getting thrown into the sky by a giant squid. Amazing. And then Mr. Squid is like using- fastball special style? Fastball special straight up into the sky above yes. the ocean. And then Mr. Squid is using his other nine arms to grab other dudes and pull them to me in the sky. And I'm staying in the sky because I'm juggling, air juggling Ooh. all these guys that are getting pulled to me. Are you jumping off of them every time they come up to meet you? I am, like Sonic the Hedgehog or like a Mario right off a of Goomba's head. Some real Cirque du Soleil type stuff right there. <laughs> and then when I'm done- Swan dive down into the water. He catches you? No. He's gone. Because he I, freaks me out a little bit because he's slimy. Yeah, for sure. Can I amend this plan? Yeah, sure. Can, before he throws you, can he spray a cloud of ink to block out the sun so that it's just total yeah. blackness while you're beating yeah. people to, to block out yes, the sun? This. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. I will, um, I'll be entering the shore. Uh, there'll be this, this massive clam. <laughs> That's shut. And then this this It's gonna be uh, like the birth of Venus. Are you completely naked inside? This native, this native of my land who brings this ornate looking at first, it's like, okay, that dude's the threat, but actually, no, that's a sh- is that a shucking tool? Mm. <laughs> and he hands it to you. And so you're like, I I don't even if he's bad, I shouldn't even open it. But they're ultimately convinced to maybe our shucker is singing a song that makes you zombie mm-hmm. open it yeah. up. You open it up. Nothing inside. I stab you from behind. Subversion of expectations. Oh, and then idiot. That, you when thought they hit the ground, clam. I Ubered there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> when they hit the ground, you say congratulations. You shucked yourself. <laughs> yeah, I just say get, get shucked. shucked, and then <laughs> and then your mom comes out and she's like, and I'm the mother shucker. <laughs> And then the final words of the stabby is just like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then my mom comes out and she said, I don't think that's very funny. That's kind of inappropriate. That, that sounds really close <laughs> to a cut. And I don't think that's something you'd want to be a part of now, is it? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.